You are listening to episode 16 of the Bastards of Kingsgrave. As usual, this is Amin, and we have a special guest here today. How's it going, Dave? Um, it's going really well, thanks. Good to have you on here. Yeah, Dave's one of my good friends for many years, and he's here today. We're going to be talking about uh, Age of Empires 2, The Age of Kings, one of the best real-time strategy games ever, I think. <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah. is. We have, we have, I believe we have a lot of people in agreement with us. Yeah. And basically, I mean, if you've played the game, and you'll probably enjoy this this episode. If you haven't, it's going to be a little bit hard to follow. Um, but you, if you play RTS, you may want to follow. But basically, this is just going to be us going down memories lane and talking about how the game was then and how it is now. One of the reasons why we're, we're talking about Age of Empires today in this podcast is because we've actually recently we've been playing it again in its latest form, Forgotten Empires, which is an expansion pack created by um, some fan uh, designers and modders. And uh, so that's why we're doing it. And we will be talking about Forgotten Empires and the, the actual official release. It's the Age of Empires Steam uh, HD edition later in this podcast. So if you want, you can just skip to that if you want to hear about the most recent news. But we're going to just start with talking about, you know, our past, our history, how we got into this game and just move forward in time. So I'm just going to talk about what, when it first came out in 1999. Uh, I think you, you, and, you and I had played RTS before, like you play Warcraft and stuff like that, right? Oh, my first RTS was, I, I believe, uh, Command Conquer. Mm. Yeah, uh, I think I remember that. You told me about that. <laughs> yeah, and, and this was back in the modem days where yeah. you know I was playing with my <laughs> friend over the modem line. And yeah. my mom was babysitting back then. And, and yeah. there's a little kid. And I told him, don't pick up the phone. But he would intentionally pick up the phone. <laughs> I was like, you evil little. And, and he's just like. And I have to call my friend back, like, yeah. sorry, we got to start over again. <laughs> yeah. Just because the, the modem line was broken. Oh, man, the luxury we live in today with, yeah. uh, you know, TCP IP even. Yeah, we're um, just having always connected internet, right? I remember how that was. Yeah, like, I, and I played, that... Like, I played Warcraft by modem as well. I mean, I'll, I'll save that for another episode where we go into <laughs> details. But anybody who's played by modem knows that that's a pretty old-school way to play. Yeah, and we're really <laughs> spoiled. And, and really, like, this internet has changed the way we play RTS. Oh, yeah. And then I think uh, Age of Empires, uh, Age of Kings was one of those yeah. first games to take advantage of, of internet, mass mass gameplay. Yeah. And uh, it was just worked out beautifully. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, we had we had the Warcrafts we, and we had the Command and Conquer and stuff like that. But like for a long time at that point, it was you either played Age of Empires like that those games or you played Starcraft. It was like a big divide. Oh yeah, you, play you have the, the Asian other. crowd playing StarCraft. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Koreans yeah. that are just like <laughs> own uh, basically on top of the leaderboard, and then you have the uh, more of the North American crowd playing Age of yeah. Empires. You did have crossovers. Uh, people played like uh, some people played both. There was sometimes like the experts of one game would come to another, and there was like controversies. I remember all of this. Like there was like Maimon Maddie who played the, this guy from StarCraft. But anyways, personally, like, I remember we played. You played on the Internet Gaming Zone, right? Like you, you remember? Yeah, Zone right? Zone.com yeah. was yeah. Uh, was a real good creation of Microsoft. It's just too bad that it no longer existed. Well, times change. You know, it's funny how like they, you might put a lot of money or effort into a product then, and then it's just it's not really relevant anymore. Right? So it's not even up, right? They don't even have the free games. I, I don't know. I I think it actually ha- they have good foresight. Imagine. Yeah. <clears throat> somehow that got implemented into you know Windows Mobile or uh, you know they have some platform similar to Steam because that yeah. was kind of the precursor of Steam. Um, kind of was like Steam, except the, like um, 
you still bought like physical copies of things, but at least you had like sure. it, it was there. But it, it was it was a good it was a good network. Like it did what it needed to do, and you had ladders, you had like rooms, you had everything. Yeah, um, it really got the community together. And, yeah, and, well, that's the thing. Like uh, back then, so like uh, you were you you you've gone to Age of Empires Heaven or Age of Kings Heaven before, right? The website. Yeah, but yeah. it was never. I was never overly active on mm. it. Because yeah. you 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 were actually my yeah. proxy on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that like, you and I gamed a lot and we played a lot there, but I was more involved directly in the community and you you were playing the game, but we're sure. just like this was my first internet community. Like now my internet community is like with the Ice and Fire books and the Game of Thrones stuff is what I'm involved in. Uh, but I've had three communities that have been involved in a lot like that. This was the first. The second was in more RPG, MMORPG, Ashron's Call, which that'll be another episode. And the third is now like Game of Thrones and Ice and Fire. But like I remember that I would always go to Age of Kings Heaven to like discuss stuff and strategies and stuff. And it was kind of like, for those people listening, the Westeros.org of the day. It had all the discussions going on there. Um, yeah, one I think one of the biggest uh, reasons... Age of Empire series have so much allure is a number of uh, units and and number of civilizations in the game design in the game it it supersedes uh, anything that was made before especially mm. Starcraft Warcraft in terms of strategy in terms of different units and uh, map sizes I think Age of Empire series always had a had more creativity in, in people coming up with different strategies. Well, I mean, they put a lot of effort into the game, and not just this game, but just games in general back then. They put a lot of care, just even the manual, right? They put a lot of effort into manual, that sort of stuff. But this game, they put different tile sets, different arts for the different civilization areas, you know, like the Far East, Middle East, the West, and stuff like that. And they even had every language. They had people come and do a different language for each. <laughs> That's a lot of work that didn't necessarily need to be done, but it was just put there. I like, think, yeah, back then, game making was done out of passion. Some of these yeah. game developers really had the passion. And they, yeah. they, they were so enrolled in that they, uh, and they even researched into civilization what their wonders were and mm. really got into the culture of it. Yeah. And today, it's all about you know, EA games trying to rush games out in a hurry to, yeah. to meet their quarterly financial deadlines. So it's just, <laughs> it's just the manuals and things now. like that. I remember SimCity 2000 had a manual that was like almost like a work of art. Like they put there's like philosophy in there and things. They put a lot of effort into the games and uh, not that they don't put a lot of effort now, but just like the the passion and the the art. Yeah, it was a nice booklet. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I wanted to just make a quick shout out in case someone ever hears this that I used to play with, but uh, like I, I played under the name Amin, but I, but I played in a group called JKA, and so we played there. And there's a couple of names I want to say out there that I played with on the on the zone I lost contact with, are Demon Deluxe, Pantheon, Yukon Ball, and Habidakus, and some other people out there that I played with. If, but back then, you know, like especially early internet stuff, it was hard to if you've even had an email, it's probably changed like ten times since then, right? <laughs> so I've lost touch with these people, but it'd be cool if I could get in touch with them. So I thought I'd put that shout out. So I want to talk about like civilizations and stuff that I that I play and you play. Like uh, what I liked, the first set that I really liked a lot was Britons. Like I liked uh, the archers, I liked the cheap town center, that sort of thing. Um, then I got into Celts, and I think I'm probably one of the best people like left playing the game in terms of like how to handle scorpions. Like because <laughs> heavy scorpions are expensive, but if you use them properly, they're yeah. They're I think I think you you figure out kind of best units to stack with it and the yeah. strategy to build yeah. around your units yeah. to protect them. So that, that was a, there's some pretty yeah. smart gameplays you came up with utilizing yeah. the cells. Yeah, because I don't know if I like, obviously I, didn't, I wasn't the only person to come up with it, but I did, I do things like, you know, like the staggered palisade wall 
as you move forward for people playing. I just like within two yeah. within two seconds, I see yeah. a bunch of palisade uh, yeah. walls starting yeah. to be built on your on your on the mini map. Because like that strategy, I mean, like everyone knows that when you when you when you keep moving forward, you got to keep building buildings, keep your supply lines going. But like anything, not not just with scorpions, but with any range unit, it helps to put palisade walls over the place because they just cluster the area up. And when you have range superiority, it helps. And that's what I like about this game. There's all kinds of little strategy, little tactics you can do in the game that can help you. And I also like Vikings because uh, I like them on water maps and like champions and infantry. So what, what were the civs that you like to play? Oh, my casual civs were, I guess, the Chinese. The, the mm. Chukunus always had an allure to me. That was just, you know, they, they were able to shoot so fast. They had a kind of a decent range for the amount of power they, they had. Yeah. So they were able to once you amass them, they they were able to power through quite a bit. But you also said the like I mean like they also have good economy, right? Like good like stuff like bonuses. I think. Yeah, bonuses on um, in farming, and it was easier to get food out that way. And I think food was one of the hardest resources to to continuously procure procure uh, in the game, uh, other than gold and stone. Of well, especially before they they in the expansion they added the thing where you can queue up farms. But before you had to build the freaking farms, like keep rebuilding them, which was yeah. annoying. <laughs> yeah, I think Chinese farms yeah. last a little longer, so mm. that that really helped because yeah. micromanagement any second yeah. uh, will help you in. in, yeah. in because like there's micromanagement and there's micro. I mean like I, I, obviously there needs to be micromanagement and battles and building and stuff. But just rebuilding the farms, and it was just a bit much. Like it's just tedious to have yeah, to. Yeah, sometimes you just want to get on with it and yeah. play the game and have some battles. That's yeah. it. Now you also like nowadays you also seem to play a lot of Mongols as well, right? Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> I kind of adopted one of our friends as yeah. strategy. You had a guy uh, we played with named Smoggy. Smoggy, he, he's a he's a master of Mongols, yeah. true to their nature too. Yeah. He uh, he he really migrates, <laughs> so he grazes the land as he goes sure. about the game. And uh, when he loses part of his base, he just goes somewhere else and builds a new base. And Mongols are great for that. Well, I think one of the one uh, of the great thing about Mongols, their their cavalry units are so fast and mobile, and mm. they're quite powerful. So whether it's hussars or uh, mangudes or cavalry archers, they're all pretty quick moving units, and they they do quite a bit of damage, mm. um, and they they can take quite a bit of hit as well. So in terms of uh, power and and armor, they're they're pretty decent. Yeah. Uh, range have not so much. Pretty big. Uh, tech tree for, for for mongols they have like yeah. managers and they have the cannon galleons which are like yes <laughs> it hated <laughs> about britain so they didn't get the cannon galleons and there was like in the base game it was it was annoying like if you were on a water map you yeah. could actually the, have the, trouble getting really should have had yeah. cannon galleons. Yeah. but i guess the game the game makers just want to make things a little bit balanced they wanted to balance it but it wasn't like i mean britons were definitely in the top three in the base game Partly because they had cheap town centers, and in the base game, town centers were incredibly Superior powerful. Right. Yeah, like yeah, they didn't cost stone originally; they just cost wood. The Britain ones were half the cost. Right, you, pre-patch, 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 like the original game, the, the base yeah. game. You could build town centers just out of wood, and people would just flood the map with town centers because you could just keep popping into them. Which I actually, when I mentioned a couple of games um, about that, um, I guess yeah. So one game I played like years ago, I played with a common friend of ours named Jay and a few other people, and I was playing this game. 
and uh, his his friend was also really good, and it was like a free for all game, like a true free for all. Mm-hmm. And we were fighting, and we had, and I was. This is one of the, one of the first games where I learned the power of elite skirmishers. Like, <laughs> and I've learned from you. David uses like, uses uh, elite skirms a lot. They're very cheap. They're very like powerful, and and, and they, they do a lot of damage. Elite skirms. You have a lot. And of the thing is, yeah. you can build you know ten archery ranges. Doesn't cost you yeah. much, and you yeah. just. First of all, that creates a lot of barrier yeah. to protect your economy yeah. from enemy getting in. Secondly, you just have one skirmisher pump out every other second, and just it's enough to keep annoying the enemy. Even if you don't kill them, he yeah. can't k- take you out. Yeah, it's a it's a game of economics, and I mean, like it's all about having a big economy, hurting the co- economy, and knowing that gold units are not going to last in the long run. You right. need to save that gold for trebs and for cheap gold units. Like if you don't do yeah. enough damage. Early on, and everybody gets established. Like you, you, you know, when we win, when you win a game, you look like you're a cancer on a map, right? Because we have <laughs> buildings everywhere. Because it's just wood. Just build them, and you can build things, and you can pop out units, and just and you can resupply yeah. your army yeah. Uh, yeah. much quicker. So I was Vikings in this game, and I was playing against the guy who was Vikings. The other guys were built, doing stuff, but we had a huge sea battle. It was Baltic, which is one of my favorite maps. Oh yeah, Baltic. Yeah. I like I like having water maps. I hate how in this game and some other games people just gave up on water and would just play land all the time and just like Arabia. Like, come on, how boring is that? Like, got they put all these maps in there and they just play Arabia all the time. It's, it's like, like Warcraft too. People yeah, play Garden of War, of War like all the time. It's just and like nothing else. Can you can you like? Are you so like scared of losing a game because you haven't memorized like all the strats for one map? <laughs> all the hotkeys to press yeah. at certain time yeah. and all like the certain areas of the map. Like it was just. But anyways, so we were fighting, and we had a sea battle, and then he was winning that, so I went by land, and I sent champions and arbalists, and I was killing him, and uh, then he just started, kept sending skirms, and he was just, he was barely holding me off, but his skirms were, like, killing me, and I sent onagers against his skirms, and he was killing the onager. Like, <laughs> it, it's just, because... The range was enough, Skirmishers yeah. are power- and even now, the, the later developments are even more powerful, so then, that game, I was pissed, I was like, okay, so I stopped building gold units, and I, I switched over to light cav. And town centers. <laughs> I started like flooding town centers. I was killing his skirms with town centers. Um, it was a great game. And then and then we realized that, that Jay had killed the other guys and had this huge Teutonic Knight Paladin army. Oh. And so we like called a truce and ended up fighting him and had like this huge battle with him. <laughs> and it, our friend Jay is like if you play the game you know about regicide, obviously, like protecting your king, and if your king dies you lose. That's that's my favorite. Uh, mode of the game, I think, right? Is it regicide, right? Because and that, that is kind of a true to yeah. reality, I think. Well, because it's kind of like your representative, I guess. The king is is you. But our friend Jay, uh, Jay, he always builds like a king castle when he plays regicide. He's very good at protecting his king. He always has a king castle. And in this game, he had like. 50 trebs outside his castle. Oh. <laughs> so we ended up having to kill. It took like forever to kill him because 50 trebs would fire that you. That is a waste of. I know. You know. He, he could have put that 50 trebs gold into actual units. Yeah. Plus, but at that time he wasn't like he was good, but he wasn't as good as he would become later on. We all started playing together. Mm. At that time he was, so he put it into that because when you're when you're like still developing player, you don't think to do these things or you don't trust that you could win like in a long war. Um. So that was a great game. Um, a couple of things I wanted to mention about the base game that got fixed later is one thing is you could you, you could do we talked about the town centers that were incredibly powerful. I mean the Teutons had like eleven range or something ridiculous on the town centers. It Especially was a, in Garrison. Yeah, it was it was a big problem. Like they they did they, they need they did need to fix it. I found it annoying because I loved building. Whenever I boomed, I would build tons of town centers, mm. and now you you can't. You have to build less of them because they cost stone. Um, but anyways, there, another bug that there was in there was the fish boat bug. Was where you could you could put the foundation of a building on an island, and send your fish boats over and build it <laughs> by the shore, <laughs> which is pretty pretty funny. It would take forever to do so. 
but you do that. Um, another bug that was in there, I think there was like you could take people over people's farms and just farm them like forever. So there are a couple like little bugs in there that got fixed with patches and the expansion. Um, and so what else did I meant? Okay, so the, the expansion uh, was interesting. I played through the expansion. I played. I, I kept playing for for a while with it. I liked the garrison rams and some of the new stuff. But uh, after that, after a certain point, I started stopped playing the game. Uh, what, yeah. one, one thing I wanted to mention again. Uh, I don't know if you ever got to play this, but it's Shimo style gameplay. Have you, did I tell you about that before? Shimo style. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, it's it's quite interesting. Yeah, and it sounds kind of scary. <laughs> Basically, it's like a free for all with regicide, except like you have open teams, so you start all neutral and you can make deals with each other. And it's really good because if one person starts getting powerful, you make deals with the other person. The, and the final game, there's no allied victory. It's only there can be only one victor, victor. But let's say like somebody's beating on you, you can like surrender, and like they'll take your king and put him in, in his own castle, and you'll be like his vassal. <laughs> <laughs> and then, because and then if you betray him, you can kill your king because he's in your castle. He's in. He can like let you out and kill him. Ah. So then you do that, and then you might try to make an army to like rescue your king. And he might put like a wall around his castle with like bombard towers to like keep your king <laughs> hostage. It was, it was it was a very mobile and fluid game. It's it's like Game of Thrones, the board game kind of like you know only, there's only one winner, but you make alliances on the way a there. A lot of scheming, yeah. a lot yeah. of de- deceptions, yeah. and it was a great game. And it's the type of thing that nobody ever does anymore. I bet in real time strategy because they're just all like. So robotic and just playing one map and build orders. They don't even think of like playing something like that because mm-hmm. it was always a problem uh, after the first couple of years, especially if the zone went down, is to find people who would play Baltic or who would play like Coast or play any other map other than Arabia or occasionally Black Forest. <laughs> it's like either they want to have no forests or full of forests. I think uh, it's it's Age of Empires uh, two specifically is one of those games that. Well, uh, each game would really last like two hours. Oh, they were long and games, yeah. <laughs> easily go into two hours. Yeah. Um, well, it, it, if you get past the rushes, right? You, you either have a yeah. rush that ends the game in like 20, 30 minutes, or if you get to Imperial Age and get going, especially a team game, then it can take a while. Yeah. And it's really fun. I mean, it's exhausting, but at the end of it, it's so satisfying. That's true. You do want to, that was the thing. You wanted to play with people you knew and have good games because if you put like twenty minutes into the game and somebody just quits, it was freaking annoying, right? Because you just lost right. twenty minutes there. Okay. I, I think uh, Age of Empires Two had a really long following of uh, loyal players. Hmm. I think Zone on Zone.com it still retains popularity for many years after. Oh yeah, and and it's still going now. In fact, we'll talk about that in a bit. I just want to go over first some of the other stuff we did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I knew like a clan called Dark, uh, like there was Dark Jihad and Dark Blue and stuff, and and some other players. And I played with them. Darq. Yeah, Darq. And uh, I so that's what that's the title that I actually use now sometimes because the clan's gone. <laughs> like to use it, but um, what clan? A clan that we we actually founded years ago, but still years after the game started was um. Phelan, F-A-E-L-I-N, which I think means like wolf or something in Gaelic or some other northern language. I don't know where I got the... <laughs> or it probably means wolf. I was probably trying to get it from, from like Game of Thrones. But uh, me, me, you, Smoggy, Jay, and a few other people were in Phelan. Um, and I'm just looking here at, at Phelan uh, games that we have. I remember there was a couple... Like, we played a couple of games where it would be four and four. Me, you, Smoggy, and Jay, like we play like Team Islands. Right. And I remember like this this particular game like the enemy and it, yeah, it was against I think the Nitros. Do you remember Nitro Doug? Yes. Yeah, cuz yes. you you were you were failing Doug and there was Nitro Doug, which is like your <laughs> Yeah, there's like Nemesis. Some someone created an alternate <laughs> reality of me. <laughs> yeah. So we were playing them on Team Islands and they invaded us. 
uh, our island early on, but we managed to like hold them off. Like that's the beauty of team islands. The four of you start on an island, and they start on their own island. You can have huge battles because rushes could be fought off with coordination. Yeah, you can support your teammates. Yeah. Easily. So we fought them off, and then we started going to the sea and fighting. And I, I ended up. I, what I like to do with team islands is I often like to give up on the sea, let my allies do it, and just like get a beachhead and start building on their island. So I did that, and you and Jay started building fleets, and then like Smoggy was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna make some sandwiches," and he like just left <laughs> in the middle of the game. So it became a three versus four, and it was basically. And this wasn't yeah. this wasn't the the first time Smoggy has done that. No, he does. I that remember sometimes. one time it was just uh, <laughs> it, we 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 were fighting our tooth and nail against the enemy, and this was on the zone two, it was multiplayer, and and Smoggy. Never responded with like help, Smokey. <laughs> he never responded. He just like does his own thing. And then, and then like twenty five minutes later, when the battle was over, we're still like we're kind of. It was kind of like a, a, a tie, and Smokey came back and said, "Oh, sorry, I just got back." Yeah. We're like, "Where were you?" He's just said, "I was making a sandwich." <laughs> well, that's what happened in this game. He came back and, and like we 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 had just like almost turned the tide, and then he came back, and that was it for them because we had yeah. another person who was back to four versus four. We crushed yeah. them. I think I think we were crushing them, and then the game went out of sync or something. It was one of those games. Oh, uh, I hate it. Well, yeah, yeah, out of sync. Yeah, out of sync, which means they, they tried to cheat or they pulled the their cord. Someone pulled the inter- internet yeah. plug, <laughs> Ethernet cable. But we were beating the nitros. Another another clan we played was um, was Hydro. And uh, Jay and I played two versus two of them, and then Jay, uh, Jay, actually, was good. Jay had a problem that his game would occasionally crash. It was a problem oh. with his graphics card. So his cra- graphics card crashed like seven minutes into the game. And I said, okay, like, let's... And this is, we were really rusty this time, too. Because we when we played this game, yeah, we played seriously for that year or a half that it was out. Then we'd do, like, come back and play, like, a couple times. and then Casually for, yeah, for, for a month or something. And then, like, a year later, play again. And we were playing, like, once every year or so. Like, kind of, like, sporadically, right? We weren't, like, yeah. active. And so... It was this, more of a nostalgic yeah. factor. Exactly. And so in this game, like, when you don't play it actively, you, use, you lose the ability to get to Imperial Age as quickly as, like, the people are playing every day. Yeah, the hockeys yeah. are sometimes yeah. muscle memory. You yeah. really just get used to yeah. what keeps you I mean, like that that's always been ingrained in my head, even now, right? It's still that's why when they, when they change oh, the hockey. Not, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like building your economy is a little bit slow to get back and just the speed wise. But what you don't lose is the strategies of the game and like yeah. once you actually get to Imperial, how to like expand, how to gain territory, what to target when you're raiding. What kind of units yeah. to build. Yeah, what and what combos to do. So build. I played this game and uh so the the one guy like I said like hey it's two versus one let's just restart and then like they didn't want to so I was like okay let's make it one versus one uh, but the one guy will just watch mm. um, and it turns out when I saw the recorded game the one guy kept attributing resources to the other guy oh. for cheating but regardless the, the, the this guy I was playing was a standard player like he was a good player he knew how to like get to imperial age he'd followed like his build code and he was Vikings and I was Celts or Celts uh, sorry and um and so he he had a good economy he got to imperial earlier than me I, I delayed a little bit to block him. And so, yeah, you can do that. You can learn how to, like, get to Imperial quickly and follow a build, but you have to, to learn how to fight in Imperial, like, properly. you got to play a lot of games with the right people. Mm-hmm. When I played the game, I wasn't the best of players for this game. I was never the best of players with any of these RTS games. But I played with the best. I would play with the best, like, in a 4 versus 4. And especially 4 versus 4 Team Islands, I would you get to Imperial usually. And so yes. I, I got used to playing the best people. So I'm good in Imperial. And I feel that that's also rubbed off on you and, and Jay and Smoke. Like you, all, you, all, of you, all of us are good when it comes to fighting the long fight. We yeah. just have to get to Imperial, which is if you play the game a couple times a year, you, you're not going to be as quick getting to Imperial. But anyways, mm-hmm. this time I made it to Imperial. He comes in with like a ton of um, champions and floods me. And I'm still I'm still getting the upgrade to heavy scorps. It's still light scores, but I still kick his ass because scorps own champions, right? 
And yeah. so I, I have a write-up for this. Maybe I'll, I'll put a post to the couple of write-ups that go into detail for this game. But like, I just was destroying him because I was just killing his champions. He tried saying archers, and I countered with skirms. And he he just was building lots of units. I sent woad raiders because I didn't want to get champions. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like the first time boys. I used woad raiders because I didn't want to get the pajama boys. I didn't want to upgrade all the way to champions. And I was just owning him, even though his economy was way better than me. And uh, he was getting tributes. And here's the thing. If I just sat there and just defended, he would still win. But the second I got the upper hand, I started hitting him right away. Right, Went right, right to his econ and hit them. Because it doesn't help to sit there, right? No, it, yeah. if you don't hurt his econ, it's yeah. unlimited. Yeah, and he had a better econ than me. So I started like hitting his econ and beating him. Mm. And then the other ally backstabs me in the back who was supposed to be watching. And, and, kill, like, and it kills me, basically, because like, he, he sends like this massive army at me. And I can't beat two people, especially when they're both... <laughs> Not wow. the situation, right? But anyway, so then I ended up playing one versus one versus him to settle the mm-hmm. score. And he was Franks and I, and I was Celts. And I made this huge army and I did my whole palisade trick. And like, he would send pa- paladins in and I had palisades everywhere. <laughs> not not <laughs> like a wall of palisades, but like chunks of them everywhere. That kind right. of he couldn't even walk in. I killed him and he's like, oh, you siege whore. He called me a siege whore. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just killed him and then that was it. So we beat Hydro. I'll put up links to these write-ups because I have the write-ups. Uh, here with photos and stuff, um, we have a couple of games. There's one other game I wanted to oh, uh, to mention. Um, well, it hits a couple here, but the, the, there was one where it was me and Jay against you and um, Smoggy, where it was Regicide. Do you remember that one? Uh, yeah, yeah. Where you were, I think you were, you were Persians, you had elephants, and Smoggy was Mongols. What a mistake that was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember that game because I was hitting you guys, and, and Jay was about to hit you guys, and I was like, hey, this is too easy. like Because we always had even games, right? Yeah. And then we're like, oh, shit, Smokey has like built a base over on like our side of the Baltic. Yeah, yeah. Started killing James's base. <laughs> yeah. And then, we're like, then we knew we had a battle on our hands because that was a good game. Yeah. Um, the main reason why we won that game is because James always builds his king base. <laughs> And he had his king base to fall behind to after his base got destroyed until his army yeah. could run back because his army was running all the way back to get back yeah. to fight Smoggy and that was that was a fun game. Yeah, so. but the problem is that the elephants were just too slow. They were useless. They're, they're just too slow. I mean, they're expensive, but they're too slow. And, if and you get the very expensive. I can never yeah. mass enough. Yeah. So they always get mowed down. Yeah. Well, if you can like uh, put them in the enemy base, that's one thing. But to get 200 to the enemy base to resupply them with, out of castles is not going to work. And they're just too big of a target. Yeah. You know, they, they take up so much space. So you can only fit, say, uh, five on a narrow street in the Baltic. Oh yeah, that's, I remember that you were trying to come around the corner. And I was just scorping. I was like firing yeah. scorpion bolts, and it was just hard to get there. The edges of Baltic, yeah. except for the corners, does not have much land yeah. to walk through. So we had control. We have a lot of elephants. Yeah. So it just doesn't help. Land, yeah. They get mowed down. Yeah, I remember that game, and, and I remember like later on trying to suggest like maybe elephants should cost less gold, or like you could build them in a stable or something. Stanley. Yeah, and all these people were like, "Oh, but like you have to protect your elephants with cavalry archers and cannoneers." I'm like, "Come on, really?" By then, you have no money to. to I know. Do. It's just like this is ridiculous. It's like you guys even like these, they don't even have a basic understanding of the game. They're like, "Yeah, you got yeah. to protect them with cannon, no, no, like, no, no, cannoneers yeah. and cavalry archers." Like, anybody is, who played the game knows how ridiculous that sounds. Elephants. <laughs> elephants are meant to be a castle unit, not a siege unit. Oh, what do you yeah. mean? Sorry, I don't quite get what you're saying there. Like, he... No, no, no. These people are would like to treat elephants as a siege unit, but they're not. You can't treat it as a siege unit. Oh, you mean like, yeah, yeah exactly. They, they, they have to engage the enemy, right? They're not going to be sitting somewhere. Exactly. Right? They don't have the range to be a siege unit. So, so in turn, you cannot have all these units to protect 
this elephant. It, no, it, it, the thing is, is, first of all, that army is expe- incredibly expensive, and secondly, just easy to counter. Like, yeah. Send skirms and pikemen's at it, and it just like it. It, and the expansion made the elephants like thirty percent faster or something, but like thirty percent times like zero speed. <laughs> it doesn't, <laughs> it's still doesn't help much. Very slow. <laughs> it, it, it was disappointing. I mean, like if you use elephants the right way, they can be good. But in majority of the good games, it, it just it couldn't use it's them. It's very hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's very hard to use any castle unit actually, and that was the thing. Like when you played the game seriously, not many castle units were used because you just couldn't get them out in numbers. And that's why when you could get with with goths, when you can get huskarls out in barracks. Yeah. You had in the expansion that was like a huge bump to the goths um but you you, you needed like and generally it was the range un- unique units that were generally worth it because they had they were cost effective or had something special like longbow chukunu mangide nobody was using like the samurai or like the berserks or the even the t- teutonic knights were too freaking slow it was generally the range units the, yeah, and not to mention the the Korean war wagons. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Well, the war, yeah, the war. Okay, like we're gonna talk about the expansion. Like, I mean, could they have like not tried to pander more to Korea with like the Korean civilization? <laughs> like when it came out, like I, I actually I really like the turtle boats. They're awesome and they're a cool part of the history. Like they're cool. Yeah. Um, but like then they gave them also like to give them two unique units like the fight. So they have like the war wagons, which are freaking ridiculous. Like I remember, like I played the game just when it came out. And I was trying to go Persians against the war, um, war elephants against the war wagons. I couldn't even get close. I was getting like <laughs> gunned down. I sent like Aldins. I was getting gunned down. Yeah. how here's how ridiculous the game was coming. And you know they they basically they were trying to cut into the Starcraft market in Korea and get into the gaming market in general. So the British longbowmen had the longest range in the game out of a normal unit, other than the siege, and that was 11 range. Okay. And then with the expansion, you could you could go up to 12. The Korean Siege Onager was 13 range when the game came out. 13 range! Like, you try to be like a longbow as you get shot down, let alone anything else. You could just sit there with, with war wagons in front of Onagers. That's like a no. trebuchet yeah. firing five rocks yeah. at a time. And so they, they, they re- reduced it later on with patch. But it's like, why the hell was there in the first place? It's just they're trying to like get in that market. And the Koreans are a powerful civilization. The only thing that can stop them is one is like they got the patch brought them down a bit. And second is um, their imperial power. So you got to rush them. Right, yeah. but I mean, like any good game that's three or four versus four, especially in like a big map or like um, generally a couple people will get to Imperial, so that can't, you can't rely on that because you're gonna get yeah. to Imperial. Like you know, one versus yeah. one, or like some sort of Arabia game, maybe you can rush everybody. But like in the most other games, somebody will get to Imperial and you'll try to slingshot your your ally up there. Yeah. So we're talking about that Koreans. Uh, what else we're we looking at? I'm just looking at this this thing. Yeah, I think I won't talk about the rest of the games. I'll just put links up. If people who really like the games and want to see some of the good games, we have uh, recorded games and screenshots from back then. I wish I had more from the the days when I first played, like when the first came out. Most of our screenshots are from like the couple of years later when we were playing just for fun, like coming back as the Phelan clan. But yeah, yeah, I think we, we're using a patched 2.0 C. Yeah, patch. I, I mean, if somebody actually wants to play these and has trouble playing them, they can just email me or contact me or post a comment, and I'll like let them know which version to, to play it with. But I think uh, the, the thing is, we, we at, at times we played unpatched and times we didn't. Because <laughs> <laughs> when we played each other, we never really abused the town centers that much, but we liked playing with a lot of town centers. It was just faster to put yeah. down like 10 sound centers when you get to Castle Age and build. And we knew of, the dynamics of the original yeah. base game. So yeah. to us, yeah. some sometimes it's more familiar than yeah. the patched. Yeah, we, I mean, just, or expansion in general. We didn't play the expansion that much. We play it now. Um, I want to yeah I want to talk about like we're almost done I guess so I just want to talk about like some developments that have come out. There's been two two developments that have come out recently uh, in terms of like playing this game. One is like an official um, you know like successor to the game or revamp of the game, and one is like is like a fan based one. 
Um, the one I want to talk about first, like the good one, is the fan-based one. It's called Forgotten Empires. So it's like, well, how do you feel about Forgotten Empires? Can you tell us a bit about it? Like, It's amazing. And the, the only reason I found out about it was uh, <laughs> um, I purchased Age of Empires 2 HD edition, which is the official continuation of AOK. Yeah. Uh, it was so horrible in its initial release that everyone complained about it. And through the forum, I found out, hey, people were recommending Forgotten Empires. Yeah. So um, I checked it out, uh, installed it, played it. Hey, to, to my surprise, they actually added civilizations, uh, uh, new civilizations. Oh, they did, yeah, with a tile. They have Italians and they have some a couple other ones up there with a new tile set. Mygars and uh and the Incas yeah. or something. Yeah. Well, they did they did things that the game needed. First of all, the game had a population limit of two hundred, and now you can go up to like four, five hundred or something. I'm not, I'm not sure. We've never played more than four hundred because it's hard to manage your units. And one of the biggest things is uh, for for anyone out there that plays regularly against computer, they'll know yeah. that uh, the, no matter how fast your computer is, it's going to lag when you get down yeah. to everyone having two hundred units. So yeah. the the game makers of Forgotten Empires, they the the fan base guys, yeah. developers, they actually improved on the engine itself and made it so that the frames per second did not lag. Um, the game was much smoother, and the dynamics of it, they they really improved a lot of things it and has. added new civilization uh, specific uh, bonus as well. well the, the, oh yeah, and the, the techs, like each Civ gets a special tech now you can you can get. Like they, yeah. they've, so they've distinguished the civs more. They've added more stuff. They've balanced stuff. They've changed things. Like they've really. Uh, so castles get two yeah. levels of tech upgrades, which is. Oh yeah, uh, you get the unique tech there. Yeah, and the other uh, the one thing that I found annoying, but I mean it's it's legitimate, but uh, it took a while to get used to, is that uh, the bombard towers do crap against rams now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> rams are more powerful. I swear to you, rams are more powerful in general in this game and now. very fast. Yeah. And well, because well, we were, we were playing Mongols, we were playing against the Mongols the other day, and. The Mongol Rams are always being faster. Like that's a bonus. They were like faster than your Paladin. My <laughs> you couldn't catch, catch up to the Ram. It's like driving by. Yeah, I was playing Teutonic yeah. uh, Teutons, and and my Paladins were just <laughs> the horses could not keep up with a yeah. with a Ram being pushed by people. Yeah. And I was just yeah. wondering what, what what the heck is powering those Rams? Is it like a like some diesel engine or, or like, some yeah. some sort of like a Ferrari Ram? Yeah. <laughs> but I've I always have liked Rams. I always thought Trebuchets were a little bit overpowered in the base game. People would always have trebuchet wars all the time. I like that they've bumped up rams, both yeah, in the expansion really and now. Yeah, you need to yeah. micromanage rams. Yeah. Set them yeah. loose and let them they just damage the Splash economy. damage is ridiculous on rams. They just they just and power through there, yeah. They definitely have enough armor to withstand a lot of towers. Yeah. Here's, yeah, the other, here's another strategy with rams. People used to do with trebs as well. Is like when you're facing somebody who's an archer civilization or range, if you send rams in with your army, it tends to get the archers attack it first, unless you like tell them not to. And it's freaking annoying because like they just suck up the damage and let the other guys get in there. So right. that's a nice trick to send some. It's, it's a good force. It's an excellent fodder. Yeah, it's good fodder that it's worth it because you, you block them and then you, and your actual forces get in there and start killing their archers. And um, some people think, use yeah the, the game economics of it. It all you all have to consider the value of fodders and what kind of fodders yeah. to bring and the kind of scouts or, or yeah. the kind of fast hitting units you need to bring to a game too. And plus the siege and the range, so I, I and the dynamics of it is really enjoyable, and and the, I think the mod has made it even better. I'm just going to their website here, so just so we can give them a plug. So it's ForgottenEmpires.net is the site. Um, you can get it for, net. Yeah, you can get it from free for there, and you, I mean you can donate. Uh, I think from PayPal or something here, and you PayPal, and it's just really well done. I mean, like they, you can tell the people. Uh, 
had a passion for the game. It's, it's like because it, you had the people back the, the the designers back then had a passion, but there's always the modders who have a passion, right? That would mod a game, and these people like knew what they were doing, did a good job with it. Um, is that all I want to say about Forgotten Empire? Just in general, like even even they fixed the screenshot thing. When you take screenshot at the end of the game, you can take a huge resolution screenshot now, way more than before. It's like 300 megabyte <laughs> screenshot of, of the map. Like they, they just they really it's like almost like a code rewrite of the game in some areas. And I, I think um, you know with the official version, Assemble Studio selling the license to the to the modders yeah. and and to to the people who made HD version. Yeah. Uh, we really didn't see the need to go HD because yeah. the graphics wasn't so three-dimensional. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't like they're, they're going to have to rewrite the engine anyway. So, you know, the, the improvements they did were minor. And overall, we felt that Forgotten Empires put in more work, more worthwhile work. Yeah. And it made, made the game a lot better, a lot more bug-free than, than the paid version. So I I wouldn't actually mind paying for Forgotten yeah, I would Empires pay for Forgotten if it was Empires. a charged model. Yeah. So too bad they didn't have a revenue model. Yeah. But uh, if they see, did, the, problem. So definitely... the, the thing with Age of Empires HD. So this is Steam has got like some company made it. It's, it's on Steam now like, with a partnership with Steam. <laughs> they strike like, the deal. Yeah. Right. Like the good thing about like Steam is you can go. It, it's a community, and it, it, like that's what we wanted was a okay on Steam so we could play people, right? Because it's hard to, to replace find zone.com. Yeah, replace right. zone. Have people who can play, and everybody coming to the game like playing it now is, is somebody who has passion for the game who has played it before. They're old school uh, players. Do you remember when Steam went out? I mean, uh, zone.com went out. Oh, well, it kind of went out like a whimper. Like it wasn't. It wasn't really like. A <laughs> Yeah, it, it, no, Microsoft shut it down, so the yeah. community really just died. Yeah, well, it, it, it went onto other servers and things like that, but it died over time because it was just it was it wasn't as those are stupid. Like they had ads, or it was just hard to get into. Steam yeah. is a real community, and a lot of people who are in Steam played these kind of games before, and a ton of people like when they saw Age of Empires HD came with hope and they got the game, pre-ordered it, right? We pre-ordered. I pre-ordered it, it. <laughs> and you get it. First of all, like it's almost no improvements. Okay, whatever. It, it, let's say there's no improvements. It, it's slower than the original game. Like it was. Okay, <laughs> I think I think it was because it, don't make it worse. Like it's. Worse. I was running the resolution of uh, 1920 by 1200, yeah. and with that kind of screen resolution, I had a lot of units on my on my screen at one time, and it just lagged. I couldn't get my frames per second above 20, even though I have a Nvidia uh, GTX 560 Ti. A very modern graphics card for such an old you game. You have a very powerful computer, like for this sort of thing. I mean, and see, I was running it at normal resolutions, and I didn't have that many units, and it was lagging. It was. Yeah. La- I remember when we played this, and we went, and we're like, we got to play the. When we went back and played the, like, the normal game, and we're like, oh, it's good to not have lag. The, the lag whole problems. community was so looking forward yeah. to this. Yeah. It was a way to reunite all of us and get back into the game we really all love. Yeah. And I, bl- I think it was there was a. Uh, uh, on some deal forums like slickdeals.net, people were talking, starting to get back into this. Oh, I remember the old days I, I was playing it. I, I'm, now I'm looking forward to this, getting back into it. And this pay version, HD version, really just crushed all of our hopes. We were so disappointed. Um, I believe the refund rate was so high that <laughs> <laughs> the game I developers just didn't know what to do anymore. So they it's tried like to something you should it. expect. It's not like it's not unexpected. It's like you, in playtesting, you should realize it lags like hell and it has issues. Yeah, it, it yeah. was a universal problem. It wasn't like an isolated bug yeah. where it will occur <laughs> only for some people. Yeah. It was outright yeah. unplayable. 
Uh, I want to talk about like because there's there's like you know there's like the forums there's a support forums on Steam and there was like a thread there like on the support it was like two thousand posts long about like low FPS or something low frame rate and yeah. every person was like I have the best computer ever and I can play all these games when I play Age of Empires we can play yeah <laughs> oh, and and see the changes that they did do were stupid like they went and they changed like the the food looks a little bit different on like the mini map like why the hell change it like it looked better before and right. it does nothing. And they change like the fire looks a little bit different. It's like this stupid. Forgotten Empires has so many unnecessary changes. changes. Yeah. They spent time making unnecessary yeah. changes. Well, I think what all... they did is they, they did nothing, and then they just make crap changes to make it look like they did something. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. So they wouldn't say, yeah. they wouldn't be able to like, blame. All, all we needed at the, at the least, like, if, like first of all, I should I should have the things that are in Forgotten Empires, but even doesn't have that. At least have it like be faster, if not at least the same speed as the original game. And it wasn't even that. It was choppy and probably... It, it was a step backward, yeah, yeah. It was a step backwards, uh, but uh, with multiplayer. <laughs> like, so, it, so how good... But it was so unbearable. If, if Forgotten yeah, I... Empires was on Steam. That would be it. They should, they should have... Steam should have gone with Forgotten Empires, put exactly. that on Steam, and it would have been great. Not this freaking, like... It, really it doesn't should. even look that much better. Like, they, they, it doesn't, like does it really look better when it, on your screen? Like, it's not no. really a game that... It was, no. not, it was never really the graphics that was a part of the game. The graphics are nice. And the thing the time, is, but was the, with Forgotten Empires, play. you can change your resolution, too. Yeah, you can. You're right. You can get a better resolution now, right? And yeah. oh, guess what? Remember when you tried to take that screenshot of the game in, in HD? You can't. I don't. I don't think you can do any. Like at the end of the, you can't do the big. You know, you can't do the big screenshots. In Forgotten Empires, you can get like the huge screenshots of the map where you can zoom in. You can't even yeah. do that in HD. Like this is the game you played for, and you can't take like huge HD screenshots of it. Um, and I think there maybe may some people who who played both these games will hear this podcast and will fear like will will agree with us that that this problem. Now, now I've heard those... there's been a patch, right? There's been a patch. There has been quite a few patches, yeah. but uh, you know, there are still some minor quirks. Yeah. And basically, the hope has been lost, so I'm not bothered going back. That's, that's the thing. Like, you, you shouldn't even need patches for something as simple as frame rate. Like that. If you're having issues, don't release it. It's not like, oh wow, we've been developing this new game called Age of Empires. Like, the, yeah. when the game when the game first came out, maybe this has been an issue, but not now. It's when you just, when you try to improve on a game by yeah. sacrificing some of its playability yeah. that's that's actually a step backward yeah and i think uh forgotten empires is definitely like two steps forward what they've yeah. done with a new civilization that they they continue the spirit of the original game developers they researched the, the civilizations they added italians mm-hmm. the the building facade everything looks very different we have too. elephant archers <laughs> Right, the Indians, Indians. Yeah, I know the Indians in there. I think it's it's. So they really they did did a good job um, creating new units, new civilizations, and uh, basically breathing new life into into a good old classic RTS game. Yeah, that's basically. I think was I've covered what I want to say. I'm just trying to open up Steam here because I want to look at a couple of the comments <laughs> on the forum. I don't know if you want to. That is just sad. So I think um, all I all I saw was. Uh, People asking for refunds yeah. and people complaining were just saying, "Yeah, get a refund. Yeah. It, it's better in the long run." I think. Uh, yeah. I think. I think. When they release, I, fig- I figured eventually it might get to a playable level, and then I could. But like, the thing is, they they've taken our trust and ruined yeah. it. Yeah, you know, even even if no it gets somewhere, they, they should have done better with this. And Re- yeah, releasing releasing a game that's not playable is is just horrible. It's it's a bad thing to do. Yeah. No, we people just have really lost their trust, and I think it's um, not worth it anymore to continue. Uh, let's see, community. If you think of anything else you want to talk about while I look for this, let me know. Okay. Let's see. I think I think it's been it was been a good chat. I mean, people who played Age of Empires 
know what we've been chatting about. And if you haven't, but if you are into real-time strategy and you want to play an old-school game, try it out. It's still a fun game. The expansion pack, was just get, play Forgotten Empires. It's the most developed form of the game, and it's it's a playable game you can play with your friends. Yeah. Because it, 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 had, it was a creative game. It wasn't just conquer the world. Right, you had lots of games where like, you kill. You no, know. it wasn't about total annihilation. Yeah. There are different. Well, I mean, you could, games you, could, you could play. You could play like like that. Like they had that sure. conquest or whatever. But like you had regicide where you had to protect your king. You had wonders where you build wonders. There's so many games I've stolen by building wonders. Oh, by the way, and that's why everybody loved to play conquest because they could like oh wonders. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Heaven forbid they have to place like some strategy and take down a wonder. No, they want to play conquest all the time. Yeah. But. Uh, Lots of games I've won by Wonder. Like, if you learn how to build them in the right place and delay and, and that sort of thing. And naval technology was quite interesting. The, the, this game has, has good naval technology. Yeah. Um, you could actually make a very interesting naval battle. And overall, it just has very many the different ships are awesome, yeah. They, they, like, they, like, adding the ship element with all the stuff going on there. Sports demo ships and fire ships. And, like, it, that was good. Um, I don't think I've ever won a game by getting all the relics. <laughs> <laughs> because it usually usually the enemy could get one of them and block it, but that was fun. You could get a game by yeah. Holding. And uh, I think one of the saddest thing and the reason why we're still playing Age of Empires two was because Age of Empires three was not mm. not a very oh yeah let's, let's, good we might continuation. As well yeah, we might as well mention that. Or you're right. Let's mention Age of Empires three, which I've played a couple of times. Uh, but from my understanding, and especially when I'm playing the game, it's it's a, if you play it a lot of times, you get points or something that make you stronger. Or like basically this this Age of Empires three came out after Warcraft three, yeah. so the hero system really got them intrigued and say, oh, that has a lot of popularity going after it. So uh, they they tried doing the same thing, and there was railroad and point system and so forth. It was just getting a little out of hand, a little complica- overly complicated. The amount of uh, different types of resources required to be your civilization up was was a little bit overly complicated as well. And the look and feel it just got a little bit too cartoonish, I think. Um, you know, they, they just, they weren't so, so strong will. They should have made, stuck with it and made Age of Empires for the sake of Age of Empires. Instead of trying to follow the footsteps of Warcraft 3. But I remember playing it with, with our friends. And I remember because they had played it more, they had some sort of bonus. Like, yeah, they had. They were higher levels yeah. than you were. What, is, so, what is this? Is this like an RPG game? Like this is supposed to be RTS. Why is it that because you've played it thirty times, you have an initial advantage compared to somebody? This is not RPG. This is RTS. Playing it many times should make you better as a playing the game, but not give you inherent advantages in the game. That was just dumb. Like I, I like that you, you you all start from and, the same place. We play the game. Silly of Microsoft. Yeah. Yeah. What they should have done is sell unlock packs. I'll get you to level 50 immediately. <laughs> so the people yeah. who have the money, they can pay yeah. just, just get there instead yeah. of playing 30 times over. Well, I mean, um, I, we both uh, haven't kept up with games that much because, you know, you get busy, you get into work life, that sort of thing. But I, especially for RTS, I don't know how RTS is going on right now. Like, I mean, StarCraft, the latest StarCraft has come out. I just I don't know how far they've developed and what's going on in that world right now. But it, to, to me, like, I, I, I like the classics. So <laughs> there, was, there, was yeah. definitely, there was definitely was a golden age of RTS, and it was from like you know Warcraft, for RTS, Warcraft one uh, to to about when Age of Empires three came out. Yeah, yeah. and then for RTS, graphic having this eye candy is not a most important thing. No, it's not. 
this is not an action gameplay where you, you need a lot of realism. Yeah. The what what the realism we seek in RTS is the the authenticity of the technology, and authenticity of of the civilization, how you represent them. Well, and the other, the other thing, even, I mean, even fictional, it's yeah. still you could create something out of that, and yeah, just make sure that it's it's balanced, and there's always a counter to everything. Yeah. The the dynamics is balanced, and there's always a lot of strategies you can use. That that's what makes a good RTS. Well, because they have to balance gameplay versus like matching history. So they made every civilization kind of fit kind of what it was like. You know, Mongols were more like quick at raiding and stuff, but they 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 cared about balance too. Because if you just yeah. do history, then it's boring. Like it's not gonna be unbalanced. So they they put the right balance there, even with the wonders, which is cool. Like a lot, most of the wonders were, were pretty good. A couple of them were like I think they they got wrong, <laughs> or or like they didn't have a wonder, so they had to put in put in one. <laughs> Mongols. They, yeah, it's like a giant tent. So, um, which existed, but it wasn't really a wonder. Like, but, yeah. but you need to have because this gameplay balance, right? You have some so representation. Yes, they, they 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 put a lot of effort in there. They really developed it, and and but yeah, when you play RTS, it's not about the graphics. It's nice to have graphics in any game you play, but it's it's about the gameplay. And uh, yeah, I feel like that was the golden age of RTS. So I don't really know what's going on with it right now, but I'm just playing Forgotten Empires out there. So if any of you listening still play, you should leave us some comments or emails and play sometime. But yeah, good, t- good talking with you. This has been fun. Uh, Thanks for having me on. Sure, and we may we may do some future episodes. Uh, like, we, there's no rush in doing these, right? But like, whenever we want, we may may do one in Atron's call because you played Atron's calls. You were there when we were doing that, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. What was your character? I think it was Alfonso the Mighty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, he's he was a melee guy that had a Qatar. Yeah, <laughs> and his specialty was sticky attack, which yeah. is, which stands for laggy attack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Basically, lag would make him drag behind and just <laughs> punch just, people like yeah. a second later. Well, kind of like as a preview is for future people, like Ashran's Call was an RPG, one of the online RPGs that came out around the time of EverQuest, and all of that. And uh, we played on Dark Tide, which is the sort of the PvP server, so you could kill anyone anywhere. And so that was definitely a, a rough life. <laughs> one of the yeah, one of the first true PvP MMORPG. Yeah. Well, we're talking about like games going to shit later on. Like a lot of the games later on RPGs are just so to quote the term Care Bear. Like they just like there's no true PvP anymore. You have like safe areas and you can only like fight people of the other like group or whatever. And it's just it's not the true PvP experience. And people are missing what the true PvP experience was. Yeah. Uh, when Ashron's Call came out, especially like, like, I mean, now when you get a game, you know everything about it, right? Like all the things are mapped out by people who do it. When Ashron's Call first came out, like a lot of time people didn't even know what all the, the spells were. They had to like develop and they slowly started mapping them out and they like put them on the internet. Like it took like months before all the spells were discovered properly. But uh, wow. we'll get into that some other time. But yeah, good chatting with you. And what we didn't mention about Forgotten Empires is if you like playing against the computer and sometimes play for fun against the computer, uh, in the base game, like a couple of friends against eight computer hardest to make it a challenge, right? Because the computer would like quit or wasn't that good compared to humans. The computer in Forgotten Empires, the AI has been reworked. It is incredibly powerful, especially not like the standard AI, right? But there's all these custom AIs. If you choose like the Horde or Conic or Barbarian, <laughs> like the computer is freaking good in this game. It's like a human. It's, 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 it has all the all the advantages of a computer. It can multitask like crazy, but like all the strategies of a human. 
It builds like crazy. It uses its resources. It doesn't stockpile them because if you lose a game, you stockpile resources. It's a waste. If you lose a game, you want to have zero of everything. You've fought properly. If you lose a game, you have thousands of everything. You haven't even played the game properly. It uses all its resources. It like repairs rams. It repairs onagers. When you're trying to fight them, you can't even like – it's repairing them. It does hit and run attacks. Yeah, it brings villagers yeah. to a battlefield. Yeah, <laughs> it builds stuff. It builds forward bases. It sends huge armies of like everything, like multiple rams, multiple troops. It really is a pain to fight, and like, and I've seen a computer build fifteen castles before. <laughs> yeah, well, the computer <laughs> always the computer always built like a shitload of towers. I think they've switched to castles, which are more effective because they they build out of them. Yeah, and they build like forward towers. It's incredibly powerful. And the, the other day we played a game. It was probably one of the hardest games we've ever played. It was, it was it was Team Fortress, which we were trying out, which is cool. It was me and you against about like the eight computers, like but they were all on their own teams. Like it's usually better to do that because computers are so good that like that you, they wear down and then you fight the whoever survives. And we put two barbarians. Obviously, the two barbarians survived and they were freaking powerful. And you were you were Teutons, right? You weren't quite used to Teutons, which is I mean because it's tough. We were usually used to. Yeah, I rarely played Teutons. Yeah. The only yeah. reason I was just wanting that that punch unit. Yeah, to build like a the, which came in handy later with the paladins and the the knights were too slow. <laughs> yeah, the Teutonic knights they were yeah. no use. But, but paladins uh, were slow yeah. too. You had good healing and stuff. Yeah, the paladins are slower than expected. I don't I. I don't know. That's just the way they are. But uh, I, we we were like constantly attacked for hours by these guys, and we barely were holding them off. And that game lasted four yeah, hours. I, I realized that if, if you if you if you uh, garrison your bombard towers, you fire the two cannonballs. <laughs> so, so I started doing that. I remember that from the base game or the expansion. And two balls is better yeah, than one. It, it took it took a lot of effort to to beat them. And this is just two computers. Imagine you play multiple barbarians. Like if you want a challenge against computers, you'll have it. Yeah, in the in the old days before Forgotten Empires, yeah. Uh, but com- computers would eventually run out of resources, uh, gold resources. Yeah. And would just slow down or give up or not do yeah. anything, and then you would go and wipe them out. Yeah. But barbarians, they will switch to, uh, well, first of all, they have relic gold. They'll yeah. save it up, and they'll also uh, use gold units alongside with uh, wooden uh, food units. Yeah. So they'll keep dumping hussars um, yeah. or at least skirmishers at you until you they where you are, and they have they'll bring chokunus or whatever alongside. They're good with at them. it. Like they, they they know how to use. The yeah, they'll they, mix. In units. the past, the computer would send like twenty at a time or something, and then you'd have to play against eight computer to make it. Now they send a hundred. They send a hundred a time. And it's one nonstop. Of it's wave yeah. after wave. Yeah. Wave after wave, and they they heal their units. They they and if they have an ally, they trade with their units. And if they don't, they use relic gold to just buy trebuchet. Like it, it is, it's it's a testament to the guys who made Forgotten Empires. They coded such convincing AI. Like yeah. they, they've really. It's like the best human player that ca- there can be. Yeah. Like I, I think the only way to beat these guys is it, like let's say you played like a one versus one Arabia or something like where it was open is to rush them because I think humans are still better rushers. They know how to rush properly. So if you're a good rush, you could rush them. But if you're facing like these guys on like Imperial Age battles. Like the gone is the days where one one person can beat eight computer. It's not going to happen. Yeah. You're going to get crushed. Like it's and that's a testament to the guys. And I think uh, one of the best advice we can give for playing against computer the, in Forgotten Empires is uh, play regicide so you have a chance at least winning. <laughs> so you can kill off the king because it takes forever to wipe them off. Otherwise, the last game we played, we 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 did earn it. Like we did. Like when we killed the king, we had already were crushing his base. We did, but yeah. It, we had to sneak around and kill the king first. The first guy, yeah, yeah. It's 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 uh it's good playing. Anyways, thanks for joining me, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for having me on. Sure, that was fun. Cheers.
I, I thought I thought we should start with talking about Forgotten Empires. Like, why we're t- talking about this episode? Why? Okay. Why, well, why well maybe I'll maybe I'll move like that stuff to the front. Maybe. Yeah. So I'll, yeah. See how, I'll see how it see. sounds. We we were saying that Smokey like was really good at uh, being mobile in the game, right? Even if he lost his base, he yeah. would keep moving around and just keep building. And as Mongols, he didn't even need town centers anymore. He just kept building lumber pits and gold mines and just mills. And um, he would really like the Mongols now, like in the Forgotten Empire, so they don't even need houses anymore, right? Because <laughs> of that unique tech. No, once, yeah. Once if, you build the houses. if the houses got destroyed, you still retain your population room. Hmm. Um, so, in, anyways, in, th- in this game, it was two versus two Arabia we played. And I'll tell you, like, Smokey and I, we lost, both of us lost about 90% of our base over the course of this game. We kept rebuilding and we won this game. I got to Imperial like 50 minutes in, which is really late. And we won this game because we just kept going. We wouldn't <laughs> give up. And we did little tactics. Smokey was Mongols and, he, and we were fighting like the Franks in Arabia, which is quite common. He was using camels properly and doing hit and run. Um, I was, when, when we were hitting them and we were trying to like take their base. Sometimes it's worth to build like a wall around your trebuchets, even a palisade, if not a stone wall, because it's worth it. Just to be able to take down a castle is worth mm-hmm. to put a little bit of stone. So we were just using the little old-timer tactics against them. We kept fighting, and we ended up winning. And I think I have the recorded game up there mm-hmm. somewhere as well. All right. Uh, so how do you want to do this? I, what I will do is um, I will just get started. And I'll, I'll, like, I'll say the intro, and then we'll start talking, and I'll just guide us through basically like about these things you're looking there but i'll talk about stuff and you'll really respond and it's just going to be fun mm. stuff and i know there's already a couple of people that are into age of empires age of kings that will listen to this so okay yeah <clears throat>